And as always on a Tuesday, we welcome in a man who should be enjoying his bye week, but he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Gary Anderson, head coach at Utah State. Aggies have the week off after a big win against Stony Brook, 62-7. to Big game coming up a week from Saturday when they take on San Diego State. Coach, how are you? Hey, Coach. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. When you go back and you look at the film off of a team that, you know, it's an FCS team, what are some of the things you're still able to take away from that performance on Saturday? Well, I think that we were... You know, we uh, took care of business. We worried about us and that, and that setting, that situation. And that's a, you know, it's it's a it's a playoff team. They've been in the playoffs. They're a good team. They they're used to winning. They've done a lot of good things. So we knew what we were in for. They came in here. I'm excited to play and a great opportunity for them as a team. But you know, overall, our goal was to you know really focus on ourselves, focus on our fundamentals, our techniques, get better at tackling, win third downs on both sides of the ball, win the turnover battle, which we didn't in the end, uh, but we did a nice job in those other areas and then you know, just continually functionally grow as a football team. It's just it's so important that we, you know, we look at ourselves individually. Yes, sure we do, and uh, we all want to make plays and we all want to do great things, but uh, we have to just see continued growth in all three phases and just the maturity of the team, how they carry themselves, how they move through times, and uh, make sure we're continually working to get the best kids on the field. So, um, you know, it was a positive, and, and there's a ton to look at. A lot of, lot of young kids got to play for the first time. Uh, a lot of young kids, you know, a couple of those young kids got exposed, and they got exposed by understanding Whole, I don't think the moment was too big, but you know your preparation was obviously too big because you didn't produce at a high enough level to be able to walk in there and take the place of the starter and not help us miss a beat. And if that doesn't happen when you walk in there, then you have issues, and it's your responsibility and a coach's responsibility to get better. So all those things we've pointed out will continue to grow and develop. Um, it's always great to win, and uh, you know kids can be pushed real hard when they win, and they need to be pushed real hard, and we'll continue to you know help this team grow and develop on and off the field. Coach, you've got a bye week that falls in here between Stony Brook and Little Conference play. Is this at a good time for you? Well, I like it right now for those things I just uh, really that I mentioned. Um, and you're always going to say you're going to make the best of the bye. But we've been out this for a minute now. As I didn't realize there's only two games into it. But we've been you know, banging around each other for a long time in camp and a long summer. And so to be able to take a, a big, deep breath and uh, – you know, really focus and get back to our young kids. Yesterday was a great day. We were able to spend time and have the travel kids get their running done and their lift in, and we were able to go back and spend time with the young kids in our program. That sometimes they they feel like they get lost reading scout team cards all week long, and uh, so we're able to get back with them, and we're able to really focus on some fundamentals, try to gain an advantage on some other opponents as we go through for a quick 15-minute stint, and then we'll move on to you know San Diego State as we go through these next practices on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and so we'll use them to our advantage. Um, is it a good time for us right now? I'm going to say yes. Gary Anderson, head coach of Utah State, joining us. Uh, defensive backfield, I know you're able to work some guys around and make some adjustments. Uh, how pleased with you? How pleased are you with how they played last Saturday? Well, I thought we were able to rotate some guys, which was nice. Um, you know, we got a couple now nickels that can come in and play, and uh, we fixed ourselves a little bit at the corner spot. Those two outside kids are playing a bunch of reps, and some older kids, hopefully, will, well, not older, but uh, uh, transfers and different things that are there that are injured a little bit. We'll get those guys back. But overall, it, it was it was solid. It was it was much cleaner, um, just with their pre-snap recognition, with their overall playing within uh, the instincts and how we're going to ask them to play with their techniques and fundamentals. Um, you know, DJ played very well. It was great to see Cam came in and played very well for a true freshman at the corner spot. Uh, you know, and then he got challenged a few times, which he's going to continue to get challenged. So uh, I thought the safeties played better. Uh, they're, they're functionally just 
you know, communicating better, getting in the right spots. You know, they're they're the last line of defense, but they're also the first line of communication defense. And safeties have to accept that responsibility. They just can't sit there with a the muzzle on their mouth and and not talk and communicate and get to where they need to be. So they got to control themselves, and they got to control that second level of the defense and the first line of the defense by communication. And it was better, um, and we're still looking for improvement in that area. Gary Anderson right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You mentioned Cam Lampkin. Uh, he comes in as a true freshman and is really, and I know they picked on him a little bit, but for the most part has played really well. What kind of DNA do you have to have as a true freshman to come in and play on an island like that? Because, I mean, that can't be easy. It's it's not easy. I, I, well, I could never have done it, so it's impossible for me. <laughs> but for him, he has the athletic ability. His, you know, he played in a very very structured uh, high school team, a league that was very good. Coaches that pushed him. You know, he's not afraid to compete at a high high level, um, and he's been like that from day one. And the, the, just the strangest thing is he was you know, he was a wide receiver just a couple weeks ago, and now he comes in and he's you know starting corner for us, and um, you know he's not planning on giving that spot up. So very proud of him just his, his mental toughness to be able to go through all the transition as a freshman off the field to a new team to school to everything that comes with the college experience and being a student athlete and handling that and then be able to get into a position to be able to change position with just a couple weeks left to come in and be a starter it's it's, it's awesome to see that those are great stories for kids but obviously he has been you know it, it's going to go back to uh, how he was raised it goes back to his high school experience it goes back to his own decision making processes that he makes every single day uh, in his life to be able to allow him to be into the spot. You know, coaches were a part of it, but there's a lot bigger, a lot, a lot, a lot more of this has gone into prior us, prior to us getting Cam into the situation. He he came in here on a mission. He was prepared. He said he was prepared, and he showed it through his actions. And it's really fun to see. Coach, I'm wondering if you're getting what you need out of your pass rush uh, you, uh, as you get ready for San Diego State. Going to be a fantastic offensive team. What you got to <clears throat> what you got to get in that pressure. Is is Justice Tei and and Tipa Nali? Are, are they getting to the quarterback? Are they getting the pressure that you that you need from that defensive line? Yeah, it's been very interesting. The first two weeks we faced, uh, you know, just not to get too technical within terms, but uh, I see a max protection scheme the first week with Wake Forest, how they use their RPOs and kind of turn that into a rugby scrum, and they really force you to, you know, play the run. And if you don't squeeze down on the run, then they're going to throw the RPO. They're going to they're going to run the ball. And if you squeeze down on the run, they're going to throw the RPOs. And it's a it's a very difficult offense to to rush the passer in and just kind of tee off unless you get in those long third down situations. And we didn't get in a lot of those, and they usually don't allow people to get in a lot of those spots. Um, and then this last week, it was you know seven man pro. Um, and when they didn't go in the seven man protection, and they wanted to six man pros or five man protection, it's just with the offensive line. They didn't have much success. We got to the quarterback pretty good and got to him early, and that led them just to go to turn protection, and they protected with seven seven on four for the most part. We pressured a little bit. Uh, we didn't pressure a bunch in that game. We had some safety pressure off the strong side edge um, that was pretty good to us. Troy was able to get to the quarterback two or three times and hit him. Um, so I think we're, we're going to be tested in that area. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see how we handle it when we get a team that does true six-man protection on us and we can get ourselves into those third down and manageable situations. Very good last week with pressure on the third down situations by rushing four um, when it wasn't max protection. So it's a, it's a work in progress. I have all the faith in the world in those kids and quite frankly, Nick will jump in there and do a good job there and so will Jacoby Wildman as well as the two young men that you mentioned. So we got some kids that can rush the passer. I'm looking forward to those opportunities to show up and then they uh, produce when the opportunity strikes. 
It sure feels like these RPOs and some of this, I wouldn't call it new offense, but there's some new design that really does pull some of the defensive line away from, from heavy pressures. You know, I, uh, yeah. we, we saw it where, when Utah played BYU. It just felt like their rush was pulled back. They were sitting in lanes. They were having to pressure down on the runs. It, it, it feels like that type of offense is, is drawing back on defensive pressures. It, it, I believe it is. Um, you know, you just you just cannot like old school. We just bring a nickel off the edge, and away he goes and runs. And you know, yeah. then they uh, they hit number two on a quick slant right there. And by the time he catches it, he's gained ten yards. And by the time you see where he is, and the safety rotates down, now all of a sudden, you know, it's a fifteen yard gain. So you can't you can't hold your cards as much as you used to. Now you can in third down scenarios and situations. But when you're playing those good RPO teams, and there's everybody seems to want to be an RPO team. But when you're playing the good RPO teams. You know, they do put a lot of stress on you. Um, the key to a good RPO team is a good quarterback. And if you have a good quarterback, you're probably going to have a pretty good RPO game. Um, if you have an average quarterback, it's probably going to be pretty average because those are many times not really contested throws as far as getting hit with the quarterback, but they are contested throws with early pre-snap reads. They can be contested throws with balls, uh, with hands up at the line of scrimmage and so on and so forth. So um, it's a very quarterback-driven offense, just like, you know, every Offense is really a quarterback-driven offense at some point um, to a point, but RPOs, yeah, you better have a quarterback that can you know, really make some nice reads for you, and then obviously you need some young men to get the balls in their hands that can catch it and do some things with it once they get it. Gary Anderson's head coach of Utah State right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Uh, nearly 250 yards a game so far on the ground. Uh, how pleased are you with your running game, and how much better could that be as the season progresses? Had some big plays, which has been awesome. Um, you know, I think we have some good backs, and they do some good things. G. Bright's done a nice job. Jalen's done a very nice job um, to this point, and we got a whole bunch of other people. Riley got in there last week. Enoch got in there last week. So it was good to see those kids get some get some carries. Um, it's been good. You know, I think what we need to do is uh, we need, we're going to get challenged as the year goes on again in short yard situations. Uh, weren't very good at that in game one. We need to be like game two really didn't get challenged in that situation. So we're going to see uh, in game three uh, with uh, obviously he's a very good defense with Rocky and what he does with defense is going to be very challenging. Uh, so I, I love the big plays. Uh, it's huge to see those kids break those down. And um, I think as the game went on in this last game, we were able to find some creases. Coaches did a nice job of adjusting to some schemes and uh, gave us some you know, big hits. The one Jalen had up the middle was a huge one to start the second half. and um, So it's been, it's been a, a good, solid run game. The yardage is good. The big plays are good. Just want to see those consistent runs on first and second down of, you know, let's get the second and six, let's get the second and five, not get the second and eight. Coach, how much time do you spend looking around the Mountain West Conference? I know you've got San Diego State here in a week after your bye week, but do you do you spend much time just looking at the strength of the conference as a whole where you've got Boise State and Wyoming that are still undefeated? And Fresno State's 0-2, but they barely lost to USC and barely lost to Minnesota, another good team. Do you, do you spend a lot of time with them? That's absolutely. I, I, if if uh, <laughs> watching these teams, and I've recorded a lot of them, and I try to get in and watch as much of this tape as I can as we uh, have some extra time in the office to flip on the tape and watch another team, uh, this, this, this league will get your respect really, really fast with what they've done in the, in the non-conference schedule and the way they've played. And uh, there's a bunch of really good football teams. You know, I mean, Hawaii's got two Pac-12 wins. And you just can't discount those things. If we can say whatever it is, first of the year, it's this and that, and bop, bop, bop. But at the end of the day, this conference, I think, has re-represented itself um, 
very, very well in the preseason games that they played. And uh, if you're a coach in this conference, it's definitely made you look at those games and say, holy cow, we've got some real competition coming at us. And you look at the rest of our schedule. I mean, we it's, it's a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule for a lot of teams in this conference because they're good football teams and there's good coaches. And it's, uh, you know, it, it seems to be continually gaining momentum. And you look at Boise, you look at Fresno, like you mentioned, you look at San Diego State, what they've done. You look at what Nevada Reno did and all of a sudden, you know, Nevada Reno beats up beats Purdue in an incredible game and then Purdue goes last week and answers. Wyoming has Missouri at home, beats Missouri. Missouri just absolutely slaughtered somebody. I can't remember who it was last week. So the league is in a very, very good spot, very competitive spot, and uh, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, uh, I believe, in this league when it's uh, this much power uh, facing each other week in and week out. I know you're only two weeks into the season, but after taking a year off from the head coaching duties is it is it like riding a bike is it is it coming back i mean does it feel like same old same old for you or is it uh different with different challenges and, and unique uh issues well i think every year is different um every place is, is very different obviously i'm extremely comfortable at utah state and just our, our recruiting base and there's a lot of familiar faces the expectations of what a student athlete as a whole and all those things that uh that you look at as a head coach every single day, but you do change, you do grow, and um, you know teams are different. Um, I think that uh, you know styles of offense are different. How you practice is off is, is very different. For instance, when you you know you, you look at how we practice and how fast we go and how we play on offense, and then you look at how we practiced and how we played offense at Wisconsin. Both have been highly successful and will continue to be highly successful, in my opinion. But that does change practice. It changes practice time. It changes practice tempo. It changes. Brain breaks for kids it, it's uh it's very different so yeah you know you have to adjust and you have to make sure you're always looking to maneuver the kids schedules to be as quality a time for them but yet uh, get the work done that you need to get done um, not overwork them um, make sure you still understand they are kids and they need to have a smile on their face when they're playing this game and give them a chance to to uh, take care of their academics and uh, you know and, and, and live a little you know have, have a life they can this football doesn't need to encompass every minute of their life Coach, I wanted to just talk to you briefly about recruiting where it's your bye week. And I'm curious, and I know that you still love recruiting here in the state of Utah. And I'm curious, what types of things are you looking for in kids? And I, I, this might be more of a personal question than, than, than a recruiting question, but are you looking for high school athletes that are on winning teams? Do you take recruits from losing teams? Because... Yeah, I'm watching a, two teams in the state that, that can't seem to win that have a couple of really solid recruits on it. Do, do you judge recruits by how much their team wins? And, and what are you looking for in players as you go around the state through by week and off season? Yeah, first of all, I would never judge a player by the success of his team. I would judge a player just do we look and see his competitive nature. Is, is he looking to compete all year round? And sometimes that doesn't just mean sports. That means making that may be things that he does um, outside of, of being an athlete that he's competing in daily in his high school activities or in his work activities or his family activities. But uh, I want to look at a kid that, that competes more than just say, hey, I only compete during the football season. Then I kind of, you know, hang out and play video games the rest of the year. That's not that's not who we're looking for. Um, as far as the young men we're looking for, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I want to find somebody who loves football, and I guess that goes hand-in-hand hand with loves to compete. Uh, we love multi-sport athletes. Um, 
you know, this state was this has always been famous for multi-sport athletes, and that's a real credit to a lot of the high school coaches because they don't look at themselves as the football coach or the basketball coach or the baseball coach and say, well, I have to have this kid all year round. He can't play football or he can't play basketball because I need him to come to this summer camp. Or So many of the coaches in high school here in the state of Utah really work with each other and encourage their young men to play multiple sports, and, and, and we love that just because, again, they are competing and they're in a different team environment now. That also um, does halt their progression. Maybe that 6'3", 6'4", 210, 215-pound you know, defensive end, or depending on where he's playing, tight end, whatever it may be, may be, grow up to be the 270-pound uh, sophomore and the 295-pound, 300-pound left tackle as a, as a, uh, a junior or, or as a redshirt sophomore. So you have to st- strategically look at those situations, but we love that part of it because we do see ourselves as a developmental program off the field. We see ourselves as a developmental program on the field. Now, the other thing that you look at now in, in the world of recruiting is, is the transfer game is a big part of the game, and it is for us, and it will continue to be. Um, it's something that we look at. We identify very closely. We spend a bunch of time on it. Uh, they need to be the proper fits. They've affected our team in the junior college world and in the uh, in the, in the portal world uh, in a very positive way after two games this season. So, you know, that puts another uh, – tangled web into the whole recruiting process, if you will, but we don't look at those kids any different as far as a high school freshman, whether they're a JC kid, a portal kid. We want kids that love football, kids that want to compete. And then lastly, I say I believe we have a very unique fit in Cache Valley. You have to want to be part of this community. You can't hide as a student athlete. You can't hide as a student um, at Utah State University. You're going to be very visible. People are going to know who you are, and you have to accept that and understand that and be excited about that, not just say, okay, I get it. you got to be excited about it here in Cash Valley because uh, you know that's who we are and that's who we will always be as a big part of this community. You know, I know you got to be somewhat coy about this, but you know, if you look on Twitter, obviously the brand is out there and you've had success, especially recently on uh, on on getting commits. How important is the is this off week? And then you've got another one coming up here in a few weeks. How important are those off weeks uh, for recruiting, and especially here locally? It's really big for us locally, and we'll, we'll be out there. Uh, we'll be a little bit out in some different. We're going to go to the northwest. We're going to go uh, a couple different places throughout the throughout the country and recruit, but not a bunch. Now we are, you know, we we really went all in with a bunch of young men last year, and obviously that's why we had 52 now young new young new players, new young men in our program as a whole, and that includes transfers, JC kids, all those things that come with it, and the high school kids. Um, so we don't have a bunch of numbers, and so it's very important. We're very strategic how we recruit this year. Um, we're very patient how we're recruiting this year, and if a young man says yes to us right now, uh, he has to be 100% stamped off and say, yes, he is. He has an opportunity to help us play this year. Um, had a recruiting meeting this morning. We talked about it, so we've basically set ourselves up you know, technically on the board right now on a piece of paper, if you will, crazy as it sounds. You know, we have four or five spots left. That's it. Now, that doesn't count missionaries, um, and that doesn't count the potential of, you know, taking a kid and pushing them forward or whatever it may be. But we are not going to be in a class and sign, you know, hey, uh, 25 kids. We will not be in that spot. And we have three or four commitments already we feel good about. We have a couple missionaries coming back we feel great about. And, you know, with the success of our transfers, we're going to recruit that way. We're going to let the world know that, uh, you know, if you want to be a successful transfer, we believe this is a really good place for you to succeed, not just on the field by the numbers they're getting, but the way they're greeted by their team, the way they get treated within the community, the way the academic support that they get to go reach that new academic success that they're looking at to have, obviously, as a grad transfer. So, um, 
recruiting in the next few days is big, but it's it's very limited. We're very uh, precise where we're headed, I guess, right now uh, would be the, the terms I would use. Coach, always a pleasure. Appreciate your time, and uh, look forward to catching up again next week. Thanks so much, Coach. Hey, guys. Y'all have a wonderful week. Go Aggies. Take you care. Too. Gary Anderson, head coach at Utah State, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.